Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, September 28th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayalek, and it means, And he went. Deuteronomy 31:17-21 Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be devoured. Terrible trouble will come down on them, and on that day they will say, These disasters have come down on us because God is no longer among us. At that time I will hide my face from them on account of all the evil they commit by worshipping other gods. So write down the words of this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Help them to learn it, so it may serve as a witness for me against them. For I will bring them into the land I swore to give to their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. There they will become prosperous, eat all the food they want, and become fat. But they will begin to worship other gods. They will despise me and break my covenant. And when great disasters come down on them, this song will stand as evidence against them, for it will never be forgotten by their descendants. I know the intentions of these people, even now before they have entered the land I swore to give to them. 
Isaiah 54, 1 to 57, 14. Sing, O barren woman, you who have never given birth. Break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. For your Creator will be your husband. The Lord of Heaven's armies is His name. He is your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief, as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with great compassion I will take you back. In a burst of anger I turned my face away for a little while, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you, for the mountains may move and the hills disappear. But even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. O storm-battered city, troubled and desolate, I will rebuild you with precious jewels and make your foundations from lapis lazuli. I will make your towers of sparkling rubies, your gates of shining gems, and your walls of precious stones. I will teach all your children, and they will enjoy great peace. You will be secure under a government that is just and fair. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace, and terror will not come near you. If any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. And I have created the armies that destroy. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good, 
you will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey, because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of His power and love. This is what the Lord says. Be just and fair to all. Do what is right and good, for I am coming soon to rescue you and to display my righteousness among you. Blessed are all those who are careful to do this. Blessed are those who honor my Sabbath days of rest and keep themselves from doing wrong. Don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, The Lord will never let me be part of his people. And don't let the eunuch say, I'm a dried-up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says, I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them, within the walls of my house, a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. I will also bless the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord, who serve Him and love His name, who worship Him and do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest, and who hold fast to my covenant. I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem, and will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices, because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For the Sovereign Lord who brings back the outcasts of Israel says, 
I will bring others too besides my people. Come, wild animals of the field, come, wild animals of the forest, come and devour my people. For the leaders of my people, the Lord's watchmen, his shepherds, are blind and ignorant. They are like silent watchdogs that give no warning when danger comes. They love to lie around sleeping and dreaming like greedy dogs. They are never satisfied. They are ignorant shepherds all following their own path and intent on personal gain. Come, they say, let's get some wine and have a party. Let's all get drunk, then tomorrow we'll do it again and have an even bigger party. Good people pass away, the godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. But you, come here, you witches' children, you offspring of adulterers and prostitutes. Whom do you mock, making faces and sticking out your tongues? You children of sinners and liars, you worship your idols with great passion. Beneath the oaks and under every green tree, you sacrifice your children down in the valleys, among the jagged rocks and the cliffs. Your gods are the smooth stones in the valleys. You worship them with liquid offerings and grain offerings. They, not I, are your inheritance. Do you think all this makes me happy? You have committed adultery on every high mountain. There you have worshipped idols and have been unfaithful to me. You have put pagan symbols on your doorposts and behind your doors. You have left me and climbed into bed with these detestable gods. You have committed yourselves to them. You love to look at their naked bodies. You have gone to Molech with olive oil and many perfumes, sending your agents far and wide, even to the world of the dead. You grew weary in your search, but you never gave up. Desire gave you renewed strength, and you did not grow weary. Are you afraid of these idols? Do they terrify you? Is that why you have lied to me and forgotten me and my words? Is it because of my long silence that you no longer fear me? Now I will expose your so-called good deeds. None of them will help you. Let's see if your idols can save you when you cry to them for help. Why, a puff of wind can knock them down. If you just breathe on them, they fall over. But whoever trusts in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. God says, rebuild the road, clear away the rocks and stones so my people can return from captivity. Ephesians 6, 1-24 Children, Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. 
As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evildoers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be still standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me, too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him, as I should. To bring you up to date, Tychicus will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and a faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Yeshua. Psalm 70, 1-5 Please, God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to kill me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my savior, O Lord. Do not delay. Proverbs 24, 8 A person who plans evil will get a reputation as a troublemaker. I'd like to speak to you today from Isaiah chapter 54. And in this chapter we have a picture being painted for us of a woman who is barren and has never given birth. And... 
The scriptures are exhorting her, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem. This identifies who the woman is. She is Jerusalem. You have never been in labor. The desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. I'm going to jump down to verse 4. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. Now there's two other places in the scriptures where we have a picture being painted of a woman who is in about to give birth. And this is the first one we just read. And somehow it's saying that even though you've been barren, you're going to have more children than the woman who lives with her husband. Verse 2 says, Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. So who is this woman? Well, we got a clue that she is Jerusalem. Let's look at two other passages to answer this question, to understand who she is and what her role will be in the end of days. First, let's go to Isaiah chapter 66. We'll start in verse 6. What is all the commotion in the city? What is that terrible noise from the temple? It is the voice of the Lord taking vengeance against his enemies. Now that verse sets the time frame for us. This is the day of the Lord. This is when Yeshua returns and he's going to be coming back as a mighty warrior and dealing with the enemies of God and the enemies of Israel. So this is the day of the Lord. So what's going to happen at the day of the Lord? The next few verses tell us one of the events that will be happening at this time of the day of the Lord. Verse 7. Before the birth pains even begin, Jerusalem gives birth to a son. So this is the same woman, Jerusalem, and she gives birth to a son. I believe it's uh, she's. this is basically Yeshua is the son. Jerusalem gives birth to a son. Who has ever seen anything as strange as this? Who ever heard of such a thing? Has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever come forth in a mere moment? But by the time Jerusalem's birth pangs begin, her children will be born. So what this is saying is, normally, a woman goes through labor pains, and she goes through the labor process, and the labor pangs begin, and then sometime later the baby is born. But what this is saying is, it's backwards. This woman gives birth, to a son, and after she gives birth, then she goes through labor pains. How is that so? Well, first Yeshua is born, and he grows, becomes a man, lives his life, and then ascends to heaven. And much, much later, thousands of years later, then just prior to his second return, the labor pains begin. And the labor pains are pointing us to the Great Tribulation, 
that we go through these labor pains, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines in various places. These are all the labor pains indicating his second return. So he's born, and then after he leaves, then the labor pains come later. Verse 9, Would I ever bring this nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it? asks the Lord. No, I would never keep this nation from being born, says your God. I want to read verse 8 again, but this time it's going to be in the New King James Version because it uh, is a better translation. It says, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? And shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. So the name of this nation is Zion. Now in some ways this verse has been partially fulfilled because Israel, the secular nation, was born in May of 1948, in one day, when the British uh, re- gave up their mandate and they uh, withdrew from Israel and basically allowed Israel to become a sovereign nation. And they were born in one day. But it was only partially fulfilled because there's going to be another birth of a nation. And that nation's name is going to be called Zion, as this verse tells us. For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. So there's one more place we're going to go now to look at this portrait of a woman who is Jerusalem, who is with child and gives birth to a son. And then she gives birth to many, many, many children. Basically, she's going to give birth to a nation. And that nation is called Zion. And that nation will be comprised of Northern Kingdom believers and Southern Kingdom believers, of both Jews and Christians. And they will have one king, who is Yeshua. They will follow one book, which is the Torah. And when I say Torah, I mean the whole book, all of it, from Genesis to Revelation. They will reside in one land, that is, Israel. This nation does not yet exist. It is still in the womb of Egypt and Babylon. But this nation will be born, and it will happen at the time of the day of the Lord, when Yeshua returns to deal with his enemies. So now the last place we're going to look is Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. So, we actually have a constellation in the sky, Virgo. And back in 2017, in the fall feast time, around the time of Yom Teruah, this constellation actually, in living color, uh, played out what's described here in these verses. Virgo was pregnant with her seed, and the seed was Jupiter, and Jupiter was in her womb. And then over time, over a period of days, 
Virgo, the constellation, gave birth to Jupiter, which represents the sun and also can represent her children. And then right after she gave birth to her seed, Draco, the dragon, tried to devour her seed, and there was actually a huge meteor shower coming from the mouth of Draco the dragon, um, as though he's trying to devour her seed. So that's fascinating. This woman who's clothed with the sun, you think about it. The church, back during the time of the Council of Nicaea, made the decision by the early church leaders to switch the day of worship from Sabbath to Sunday. And it was rooted in paganism because they did sun worship, Osiris. And so um, this woman is clothed with the sun. So, And then the moon is under her feet. The moon. Well, what is the symbol? The crescent moon is the symbol of Islam. The moon is under her feet. Islam is under her feet. And upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Well, we have the 12 tribes. And so the twelve tribes are her crown. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. Verse 3, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Verse 5, And she brought forth a man-child, I believe this is Yeshua, who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And this is how Yeshua is described. He rules with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And that's where Yeshua is now. He sits at the right hand of the Father. Verse 6, And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and sixty days. So this is a reference, a time reference, to the Great Tribulation, that there is going to be a time when it is time to flee, and that this Great Tribulation period is for 1260 days. And she has a place that's been prepared for her by God. He prepares the place, and he nourishes her there for 1260 days. So... There's more here that I'm not going to go into, but those are three places in the scriptures where this woman who is with child and is in labor, and then she gives birth, is described. That's Revelation 12, Isaiah 54, and Isaiah 66. So I believe this woman is Jerusalem, and this nation that is going to be birthed and will go through labor pains and then will be born, this nation is biblical Zion. And I think it's going to be a literal nation that will be born. When the nations try to divide Israel to make a Palestinian state and declare East Jerusalem at its, as its capital, there's going to be some pushback. And when that happens, when the nations try 
to divide the land of Israel and to declare a Palestinian state. Um, The governors of Judah are going to rise up and push back, and I believe that they will declare a biblical nation and call that biblical nation Zion. And I believe that biblical nation Zion will be comprised of what's currently called the West Bank, or biblical Shomron Samaria. So one last passage we'll look at is Zechariah chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. Okay, and the setting for this passage is the day of the Lord. It's when the nations try to divide the land of Israel to declare a Palestinian state. And then this is looking at that incident and what's going to happen. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1, The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples, and all who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. In other words, the nations are gathered against it, and they want to split Jerusalem down the middle and declare East Jerusalem as the capital of a Palestinian state. Verse 4. In that day, says the Lord, I will strike every horse with confusion and its rider with madness. I will open my eyes on the house of Judah, and will strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. Verse 5. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. And in that day I will make the governors of Judah like a firepan in the woodpile, and like a fiery torch in the sheaves. They shall devour all the surrounding peoples, on the right hand and on the left. But Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, Jerusalem. And it goes on, verse 7, The Lord will save the tents of Judah first, so that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem shall not become greater than that of Judah. In that day the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, The one who is feeble among them in that day shall be like David, and the house of David shall be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. It shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. So the governors of Judah will do some pushback, and I believe they they live now in the Shomron in biblical Samaria, and they are Zionists. They are totally against giving one single inch of land to the Palestinians. They are the pioneers and the settlers that are living in biblical Samaria right now. And there will come a day when they will rise up and say, no, you're not going to divide the land. We're going to call forth a new nation, and this nation is called Zion. Oh, and by the way, Those of you who love the God of Israel and who follow his Torah, those of you who are scattered out there in the nations in exile, come on home. 
and it's a call to come home, not just to the Jews, but to the northern kingdom, to the non-Jews, to the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, for we are still in exile after many, many centuries. That is a day I look forward to. Of course, what will trigger it is tremendous birth pangs. For this nation to be born, there will be great birth pangs, and it will be at the time of the day of the Lord. But we will be under his covering and under his protection, and we do not need to be afraid. He will be with us, and this nation will be delivered and will come forth and emerge. It'll be an exciting, amazing time to live. Have a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Adonai the ironic blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty-four to twenty-six. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.